What is that, beautiful people? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the My Friend Says You Grow Gyms podcast. I'm your host, GR Hoff, and you're in the right place if you are a gym owner, personal trainer, box owner, fitness pro that is looking to grow your gym, grow your business in ways that you, your family, your community, the people you serve, and not least importantly, your bank account are going to feel absolutely awesome about. Beautiful people, we have a fun one uh, today inspired by uh, the wisdom of the great Dan Kennedy. Um, Dan was uh, honestly uh, kind of someone I consider one of my first um, entrepreneurial mentors, even though I've, I've never met the man. Um, we did it. He was in really poor health uh, a year or two ago, and I did like a tribute episode for him, but uh, uh, never met him. Just read every single one of his dang um, books probably more times than I can count. And uh, I was re- in the middle of a reread, and um, it's a, I think it's uh, the, 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 the no BS wealth attraction for entrepreneurs. It sounds a lot cheesier than it actually is, but there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good little tips and just little motivational reminders for things. And sometimes those things are useful to us, uh, as entrepreneurs. And, um, <laughs> two of the tips are be somewhere, uh, be somebody, uh, and do something to, to, or to something to that effect. And one of the best ways that you can be somebody in your local market, because he's absolutely right. The reality is if you can be a, a celebrity in your, uh, not even in your town, but if you can be a celebrity for your target market in your town, uh, you know, you are effectively a, a, an old analogy um, was sort of, it is more valuable for the local gym owner to have celebrity akin to the local prom queen in her high school than to be sort of somewhat nationally famous, right? It's more effective for you to have a thousand true fans locally than it is to have 10,000, you know, fake Instagram followers, um, not even fake, right? Just 10,000 followers from afar, um, uh, you know, nationally, internationally, what have you. And, uh, and one of the absolute best ways to be somebody locally is via public speaking. Now, this is something that I've, um, had the, uh, I guess the, 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 the luxury of benefiting from, um, over and over and over and over in my career. And, uh, and, and although, <laughs> um, I have people, uh, uh, talk to me and say, Oh my gosh, you're such a natural, you're, you know, you're, you're so good at this. You're such a great speaker, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, yeah. Um, I do get a ton of great feedback for it. Little do they know <laughs> that, um, this is probably the, the 30th time that I've done this particular, um, you know, little spiel. Uh, when I'm, you know, showing up to whatever meeting or whatever might be, um, to, to be able to speak. In fact, the, <laughs> uh, sort of the, the seed that planted, um, that, that served as the sort of the starting point for this coaching, uh, coaching and consulting business or, or what, what evolved to that, um, was literally at an event at a, uh, now defunct, um, you know, mastermind for gym owners where, they invited, you know, a bunch of guys to speak. And I think I was either invited or they were desperate. And, you know, I raised my hand, what have you. And, uh, and by the end of it, the, the, the guys that were running it were, were literally so, well, dear God, like, where the hell did that come from? And that sort of, um, you know, I was, after that, I was invited to speak every single time at one of those events. And that led to me being a coach, you know, for that company. And, and, uh, and it's sort of, you know, doing some of the individual, you know, marketing stuff for members there. And it just sort of, it, it, it sprouted and, and grew its own wings, um, from there. And speaking was a, um, 
realistically, I'd forgotten about this, but we had a few clients that were asking about doing seminars and clinics for their members. Speaking was actually a big part of um, how I grew my gym, you know, originally sort of back before uh, Facebook was a, was a real thing. So, um, or before we figured out that Facebook was going to be the thing. Um, so here's my tips for, uh, for being a better speaker and for, um, utilizing your speaking opportunities. Uh, if nothing else, maybe it's for added values, uh, added value to your members. If you're running clinics, things like that, um, you know, internal events uh, for your members, um, or if you're doing things where it's like, Hey, bring a friend and it becomes a sales opportunity, becomes a referral opportunity, right? Now you're killing two birds with one stone. You're not only giving value to your members, but you might also be extending an offer um, and giving a referral opportunity, an excuse for your members to drag somebody, um, you know, out of the community and into uh, your building. Uh, it's a it's an opportunity for you to, you know, bring the house down at networking events um, and, and to build opportunities for yourself. Overall, just a, a really, really, um, uh, sort of great platform from which to, to operate from. So here, here's what I got for you. Thing one, practice 20 times more than you think you need to practice. For some of you, it might be 100 X more than you think you need to practice, right? Like I said, 20 as what I think my number, um, might be the reality is you want to practice this thing, not until you can get it right, but until you can't get it wrong. And you say, well, gosh, like what, you know, what are you talking about practicing? I'm talking about like, if you're going to, if you're going to take the time to whatever, like go to a local networking group and you have the opportunity to stand up for two minutes and give your elevator pitch, don't go there cold right? Take the time. And yeah, it might be 10, 20, 30 times that you're writing and adjusting and then getting to the point where you have that elevator pitch, you know, like the palm of your hand. If there's an ask, or you're given a five minute presentation on your business, then practice it, you know, <laughs> lay things out, go through it, time yourself, make sure you have your shit together. Because in a world where most people operate like amateurs, the professional is really going to stand the fuck out, right? And you can be that professional. This happened for us time and time and time and time again, because I was, I guess, just like a crazy person when it came to public speaking. I was, I was a terrified of making a fool of myself. And so I was like, well, like if I'm going to do these things, cause I am a, a big time energetically, just a very, very, like I'm, I'm almost as far as the, on the introvert continuum as I think you can be, um, <laughs> without having some sort of like pathological diagnosis. Right. Uh, I am, I might be good with people. I consider myself a pretty damn good communicator. The reality is like, I'm very much an introvert. So these big meetings and things like that, where I was having to speak, like those are pretty damn nerve wracking for me. And if you know anything about, you know, being nervous, right? Well, typically you don't perform quite as well. Um, when you're nervous, typically, you know, you fall to the level of your preparation, right? You don't rise to the level of your potential. You fall to the level of your preparation as such, prepare a hell of a lot more than you think you need to get it so good that you can't get it wrong. And then if nerves kick in or whatever, you still put out like an eight out of 10 instead of, instead of the three out of 10 that you would have done without any preparation, <clears throat> right? So that's thing one is practice a hell of a lot more than you think. Thing two, when it comes to speaking in general, shoulds, get your snores, stories, get your sales. So you can talk down to the audience and should, 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 and preach, preach, preach all you want. Where you really bring people in is with stories, right? 
like the best selling book of all time, I think is still, I don't think it's Harry Potter, right? Yeah. It's a, uh, <laughs> I think it's probably still the Bible overall, right? The like of all time. And, uh, gosh, you know what? The Bible is not just preaching, right? There's a bunch of stories in there. So <laughs> stories sell and shoulds get snores. Any opportunity that you have, right, where you say, man, I really want to make this point, see if you can't find a way to communicate it in the form of a story, ideally a story of you or your clients or what have you. Um, worst case scenario, you kind of make something up, right? You make up a little proverb or whatever the correct literary term is for that. <clears throat> Thing number three, speak, this is huge, 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 speak their language, not yours. So one of the things we see a lot of in the fitness space is, um, and I was, I was guilty of it, uh, too, but like we get this like angry trainer syndrome where it's like, we feel like everybody else is doing the wrong thing. And we feel like we want to impress people with our knowledge. We want to feel like a professional, right? All oh, personal trainers are looked down, down upon blah, blah, blah. They're looked at as not really deep professionals. Well, guess what? <laughs> you are going to do a lot more good and get a lot better result by speaking in the language that the people that the people in your audience are speaking, right? Versus talking over their head, then you will impressing people with fancy terminology and things that they just don't understand. You're going to connect with your audience a heck of a lot better doing that than you will um, being Mr. Science Guy or Mrs. Science Gal. And guess what, right? If you want to make sales, while you're doing this speaking thing, the best way to do that is by actually connecting with your audience because your audience is more likely to buy from somebody they know, like, and trust. And they're more likely to know, like, and trust you if you've connected with that audience. And you're more likely to connect with that audience if you're speaking in a language they understand and connecting to issues that are important to them. So I'm not just saying your language in terms of speaking on like a first grade level. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is speak the language of your target market. The best example I can think of for this is, you know, back in the day, again, I was angry trainer guy. So like, oh, toning up doesn't exist, right? You know, like toning up is not a thing that happens. You either have a lean muscle mass um, or you don't. You're either gaining lean muscle mass or you're not. And you're like, you look toned by having uh, <laughs> a sort of, you know, the correct amount of body fat, right? You look more toned with less body fat than you do with more body fat. So it's either losing body fat or gaining muscle mass. <laughs> like toning up is not a thing that physiologically like exists like in and of itself. Well, guess what? Like stupid trainer guy, if all of your clients come in saying they want to tone up and you know what that, like what the end result is to get there, then shame on you for feeling like you have to explain away what they think they want physiologically versus like, yeah, I get it. Let's get you there. Right. <clears throat> Speak their language, not yours. Another sidebar tip for this is, you know, if you're giving a given tip or something, or you're telling a story, um, you're, you're, you're giving them some takeaways, you know, blank, blank, blank. So you can what, right? So, you know, it, maybe you're making your pitch at the end and you're saying, you know, we give you a, whatever, a blah, 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 you know, nutrition guide, um, a blah, 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 this, a blah, 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 grocery shopping guide, a blah, 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 that. Well, what's so great about that, right? <laughs> it's so you can blank. So blah, 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 nutrition guide. So you can da, 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 quickly, easily, et cetera. Yay without boo on and on, right? Doing those things can make your copy and your speaking, right? Your presentation, your speech, whatever you want to call it, 
infinitely better because you've connected it deeper to the benefits that the audience, uh, your target market is actually looking for. Um, the next tip when it comes to speaking again, particularly when you're, when you're, if you're going on a longer talk, right. And you are, uh, you know, you're talking for uh, redundant here. If you're talking for a longer period of time, and you catch yourself, uh, you know, you're, you're giving a bunch of information away and everything else. Engage with your audience, make positive. I used to always, it was, they, they used to make fun of me for it, but I, you know, I'd, I'd make a point and say, does that make sense? You know, head nods right across the board, give them an excuse to raise their hand. Anybody experience this? Yeah. You're not alone. Like if you can build rapport with the audience and engage with them, they're more likely to, to connect with you. And that connected individual is, as we said, more likely to buy from you, right? More likely to pick up what you're putting down. So engage, engage, engage. Um, next thing, when it comes to length, if you're going to write out your talk, write it out, do your thing. But in general, it's a good idea to cut things to one quarter to one half of the material that you think you're going to need. Typically, we tend to sort of like, guess what? I'm sure you guys are all smart people. Like you feel like you have a lot of information, a lot of valuable stuff to give. And I'm sure you do. That said, when it comes to putting things together for a singular talk, uh, you know, doing things again, we, we've spoken about this in terms of uh, with, a, with a few of our members in terms of, you know, putting on nutrition seminars and things like that. Well, there's so many different sub factors that you could go into if you're going to talk about nutrition that it's almost like realistically, that's a full day or a two day uh, seminar or it's a you know, it's a freaking semester long class. It could be a year long class to really dig into probably everything that you guys know about nutrition. So, you know, when you're doing a 20 minute talk or 30 minute talk, or <clears throat> excuse me, even going a little bit longer and doing an hour long talk, you want to cut down that information and cut it down to gosh, what are the biggest takeaways that I can give my target audience that I can speak to in their language, make them feel like they've got some things that are, or open up the door for some sales and opportunities, whatever it might be. Um, cut down the material uh, much shorter um, to much shorter than what you think you initially uh, needed. Um, I forget what number this is, but uh, second to last tip here is to watch the game film. So if you are not a, a seasoned um, speaker, right at this point, I feel relatively confident that uh, if I am practicing something, I can tell like, oh yeah, like this is, this is bad and this isn't bad. That said, I've practiced different talks and I've done this stuff for years and years and years and years and years. Right. And this is, you know, I was one of the nerds in high school that, you know, you go to a small high school, they want you to do everything. So yeah, I was the jock, but I was also in, uh, uh, you know, UIL in Texas, that's it, it. That's like academic and speaking competitions. So, um, you know, I've been doing this stuff and kind of hear myself talk for a very long time. Um, so honestly, do I watch my film as much as I uh, used to when I'm when I'm doing the speaking thing? No, but if it is your first time giving a talk or your first time giving a talk on a given topic, uh, or it's been a long time, right, and you're kind of out of practice, then film yourself, literally like stand up in front of the computer, do a real dry run and watch your game film, practice it <laughs> and watch kind of how you're speaking. Oh gosh, I'm, I didn't realize I was doing this weird stuff with my arms. Look out into the, into the distance, into the horizon, you know, and kind of pretend that you're talking to somebody, like you're talking to your audience, right? Visualize yourself standing in front of the room and try to get used to being in that scenario. And it's going to make life a lot easier when you're actually there, right? When you actually see the people that you're, that you're speaking in front of. Um, and then, you know, when you do that and when you practice sort of a, a, a true mental, um, and really physical rep, like a true walkthrough, uh, a true, a true rehearsal in every sense of the word, you're going to find things like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, 
I'm kind of walking around too much. I'm kind of doing this, that, or the other, or whatever it might be. I'm looking at my slides too much. When you do those real dry runs and you watch the film and you start to get a feel for kind of your ticks, and then that's going to make you a better speaker. Finally, the final tip is to practice 10 to 20 times to 50 times more than what you think you need to. You say, GR, that was the first tip. Yeah. And it's the most important tip. Because if you do that and you combine that with watching your game film at least a little bit, right? Watch yourself do a full one at the very beginning of your preparation process. Watch yourself do a full walkthrough um, sort of with a, a day or two left in your preparation process. And then if you want to do another, um, you know, you, you're going to want to have another final run through um, right before you're talking. But practice 10 to, time, 10 to 20 X more than you think. Um, utilize every opportunity to practice. Right. So it's the same thing if you're rehearsing anything new, if you're learning a new objection overcome uh, for sales, right. And how to handle, Oh, I need to talk to my husband or whatever it might be, or gosh, that's more expensive than I thought it was. Then practice it over and over and over, practice it in your car, practice it in the shower, be that nut job, just practicing all, all over the place. Because as you get those reps, you'll become infinitely more comfortable with things. And it gives you more wiggle room to, you know, go off script and, uh, and improvise uh, once you're experienced, once you've actually rehearsed it and you know where everything's supposed to go uh, than it does when you're, you know, okay, I put some slides together and I feel like I'm a smart person and I feel like I'm a good speaker and I'm going to go crush it. Like 99% of the time, those people do not crush it. They don't come off as polished. They don't come off um, uh, and, and polished. I, I, as I'm saying that, like, I feel like could come off as a dirty word. The reality is like, they just don't come off as well right? They don't come off as likable. They don't communicate as well, uh, and all those different things, um, unless they are deep, 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 deep naturals. And spoiler alert, most of us, even those that people say, gosh, you're such a great speaker are typically not deep, 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 deep naturals. What they are is typically people who have practiced a hell of a lot more than everybody else. And as such, you know, tend to do better than everybody else because they have practiced so damn much. So, if you want to get better at public speaking, you want to be somebody in your local community. <laughs> it's a great way to do it. Take these tips. Hopefully they serve you as well as they serve me. Love hugs, all that stuff. Catch you guys next week.